the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, May the 24th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On May 24, 1844, Samuel F.B. Morris, he transmitted a message. The message was, What hath God wrought? It was from Washington to Baltimore. He was formally opening America's first telegraph line. Today in 1844, today in 1935, the first Major League Baseball game to be played at night took place in Cincinnati's Crosley Field. The Reds beat the Phillies 2-1. to Today in 1937, in a set of rulings, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of the Social uh, Security Act of 1935. Today in 1941, the German battleship Bismarck, it sank, sank the British battlecruiser HMS Hood in the North Atlantic. It killed all but three of the 1,418 men on board. Today in 1980, Iran rejected a call by the World Court in The Hague to release the American hostages. You will recall that it was when Ronald Reagan, in fact on the day that he was inaugurated President of the United States, Iran quickly released the American hostages. Today, in 1994, four Islamic fundamentalists were convicted of bombing New York's uh, World Trade Center in 1993. Each were sentenced to 240 years in prison. Today, in 2006, An Inconvenient Truth, the documentary about former Vice President Al Gore's campaign against global warming, it went into limited release. Al Gore has made hundreds of millions of dollars with his inconvenient truth and its outliers, the various things that have, the ancillaries that have evolved out of that. The interesting part of it is, though, that the news is very shy to ever include this, and that is that all of the, all of the predictions that he made in his inconvenient truth campaign all of them that were dated any time up to now, there were some that are still in the future, but all of the all of the predictions that he made that were dated like today or in the past, none of them have come to pass. Not a single one yet. It's interesting. It's kind of uh, <laughs> kind of alarming to think that. We're so ready to jump on things like that, that Al Gore says is truth. And yet we ignore the eternal truth in our culture and in our lives sometimes. Today in 2011, Oprah Winfrey, she taped her final episode of her long-running talk show. Kind of glad that happened. I wish it would have happened sooner. It's not personal. Oprah Winfrey also has made billions of dollars off her entertainment and interviews but there's always been in her whole career, and I remember when it started, in fact, I was one of the CBS affiliates that my television show was on, 
ask me to give them uh, some kind of a, a response to this woman called Oprah Winfrey. I'd never heard of her before. She was just starting that show. And um, they asked me to look at a segment of it and give, give them my opinion from my you know, point of view, which is Christian conservative, which I did. But uh, I got to I got to tell you, in my heart, when I watched her, I thought she'll she'll never make it big time. Well, I was wrong about that, but I'm not wrong about the fact that she wove into the into the very fabric of her shows day after day after day. She she on the one hand created a very close, you know, kind of a, a, a best friend kind of relationship with millions of women across the country, men as well, but primarily women. But at the same time, she wove into new age ideas and new age beliefs constantly. And periodically, she had authors of new age books on their kind of parading or presenting themselves as Christian. And that was the issue and is the issue that I have with Oprah Winfrey. She presents herself as a very devout Christian. She presents herself as an authority on Christianity. And it isn't biblical Christianity. It is New Ageism in its lowest form. And so that was the issue I always had with her. And and I said that in a couple of public places where a lot of people heard what I said. So that gave me some satisfaction, but it didn't impact Oprah Winfrey, apparently. Unfortunately, there were many people who could have been and probably were led astray a little bit if they were searching for biblical truth because she appeared to be one who embraced biblical truth. But as I said, it was it was saturated with New Age ideas and New Age thought, unfortunately. The other day we were talking about on this program, we were talking about how the automakers are going to take out the AM radio out of their new cars, especially Ford. They were kind of leading the parade. And we talked about that at some length. Tom Reed and I talked about it on a program that he does on the ACN stations. And uh, others are all across the country are talking about it. In fact, there was a lot of concern expressed. It started with Ford, the F-150 Lightning and the Mustang Mach-E. Uh, but the feature subtraction was due to spread to the internal combustion models as well. We all knew that. We knew the gas-driven cars, the fuel-driven cars were going to come next. They, they weren't going to just take the AM out of out of the couple of electric cars, the, the pickup and the Mustang. Well, that's no longer the case. CEO Jim Farley, CEO of Ford Motor Company, he has vowed now, just yesterday I think it was, to keep AM radio in both Ford and Lincoln cars for the foreseeable future. Farley posted to social media that Ford would include on AM radio all of its 2024 model year vehicles and provide a software update to add it back to vehicles it shipped that had that they have already shipped that do not have the AM the radio in it they had taken it out so they're going to they're going to help the people that buy those few cars that they had put out there few relatively speaking uh, without the AM radio so why the change what happened well a couple of things happened we were all talking about it voices of Christians and conservatives who listened to Christian AM radio and talk radio they were heard but there's more to the story. This comes after several days of a bipartisan bill being introduced by the U.S. lawmakers 
that would bar automakers from eliminating the AM radio in their new cars. It's become a trend, the lawmakers said, and they said they shouldn't be able to do that. So far, Ford is the only one to declare that they've reversed their course. They, they're not going to do it. But others are looking at it, and I think the fact that Ford has done this now, I think will influence other automakers. It, uh, I'm certain it will. I'll be surprised if it doesn't. But lawmakers are saying, not necessarily talking about the value of Christian programming and conservative talk shows, but lawmakers want AM radio back into the cars because without it, they say it undermines the federal government's system of providing public safety information to the country. They said being able to access public safety alerts or to be informed during a crisis while on the road is a key argument for this legislation. Opponents say that it's not necessary due to the various other forms of information dissemination available uh, to the government today. Well, they always say that when it doesn't go their way. They always find you know alternatives. But the left lost this one, apparently, and it looks like the other... Uh, at least I believe the other car dealers will follow Ford. But this was a great a great victory. One of the disappointments in this, though, is I looked at for some of the names that I thought U.S. representatives, some of them we know well, they should have been involved in this. They should have been supporting this, and they weren't. They were just silent about it. I was disappointing, but that's good news. Um People's voices are still heard in America. Sometimes we, we feel like we're getting drowned out by by all the noise and the voices and the and the minor groups of people, the the minority groups of people. And I, I don't mean ethnic, but I mean belief systems, worldviews. Sometimes you feel like they're they're dominant, but they're not. They're certainly not in number. And if people who have convictions on the right or conservatives or certainly Christians, if we stand and if we hold our ground, sometimes we win. In fact, perhaps more often than we think sometimes. There's a deal in California, it's bizarre, but California has agreed to drop Aztec prayers, yeah, Aztec prayers from ethnic studies curriculum. Did they... Think about it, pray about it, decide they shouldn't be teaching Aztec prayers to kids in public schools. No. Some parents filed a lawsuit. Some Christian parents filed a lawsuit. California Department of Education said it's removing two religious chants to Aztec gods from its ethnic studies curriculum in response to a lawsuit filed by parents. As part of a settlement in the lawsuit, the California Department of Education and the State Board of Education have voluntarily, they said they didn't want to go through with the lawsuit, they voluntarily agreed to officially remove the prayers from the state-approved ethnic studies model curriculum. And um, the Thomas More Society took a stand and represented the parents and got some results. The curriculum included, included a section of this uh, of, of affirmation, chants and energizers and again they're teaching this in the classroom these are the same people that are always yelling about separation of church and state Uh, you know i've talked about that and i think if you listen to this program you know where i'm coming from on that i think it's nonsense it was not at all what thomas jefferson said but in this case they're using that 
and the California Department of, of, of Education and the State Board of Education decided they didn't want to go up against a lawsuit by the Thomas More Society, which is a conservative Christian uh, legal firm. And um, the, these these affirmation and chants and energizers, they're called, they included uh, this uh, this lock eck affirmation kind of thing. But it was supposedly uh, something that the Aztec uh, group did uh, many years ago and so on. They were labeled as affirmation, but it addressed the deities, these false gods of the Aztecs, both by name and by their traditional titles. They recognized them as sources of power and knowledge, invoked their assistance, and gave thanks to them. These a- Aztec prayers, they um, this Paul Jonah, he's a a partner in a law firm, but he also works with Thomas More Society. He's a special counsel to them. And he said these Aztec prayers at issue, he said they seek blessings from and the intercession of these demonic forces. He said they weren't being taught as poetry or history. They were being taught as a religious experience. So, again, good news. Christians, conservatives are winning. We live in a very pivotal, a very, a very important time in history. I think most of us sense that sometimes we get lost in the noise and all of the chaos that's going on, and we wonder, we wonder if it can ever be righted. This great ship of America. I think it can. I know there's a greater purpose, and it's God's overall plan. And things will get worse as we near the coming of the Lord. And I do believe we are very near to that. But I see, I see in the massive confusion here. I see, I see lights being turned on in the darkness. I see some good things happening. One of the good things is not Target. I am sick and tired of talking about Target and their obsession with all of these various deviant sexual behaviors, the LGBTQ and blah blah blah. But last week, on May 16th, the Target CEO, Brian Cornwall, was asked on a, on a podcast by uh, Fortune magazine. They have a podcast called Leadership Next. On May 16th, that's what, eight, eight days ago today, um, they were asked about uh, why they were so all in on this LGBTQ thing. And uh, they claimed that the, the, the Cornell claimed that the company's embrace of diversity and inclusion has been good for business. He said it's a great decision. He was telling Fortune magazine this leadership next program. He said uh, the company's embrace of diversity and inclusion has been a, a good business decision and Target sells products for every kind of family. They always say that. He said when we think about about purpose at Target, it's really about helping all the families that and that quote all word is really important, Cornell said. He said, most of America shops at Target. Well, they do. Uh, Statistics show that every American cycles through Target at one time or another, and most Americans are in a Target store at least weekly and almost always monthly. So he said, we want to do the right thing to support families across the country. So the right thing is to find the, the least and lowest. But the Target CEO insisted that selling 
these tuck-friendly swimsuit, swimsuit uh, gear. And I talked about that on this program. And it, When I talk about this, I, I want to go take a shower, to be honest with you. But anyway, I was talking about that the other day. And if, if you didn't hear it, you can check into it if you want to. But anyway, this swimwear helps. He said this helps target Target's bottom line while serving a greater social cause. It's not a social greater social cause, and it does not. It does not help Target's bottom line, and I'll tell you why in a moment. He said, I think that this is just good business decisions. It's the right thing for society, and it's a great thing for our brand. He said, it's helping us drive sales. It's building greater engagement with both our teams, our guests, and those just the right things for our business today. He said, we're right on Target. (laughs) That was eight days ago. Welcome to... May 24th, Target is learning that what a man sows, that shall he also reap. They're also learning that Americans are not nearly as enthused about their LGBT movement as Target has been. There has been a massive backlash against Target. This is a lesson that Bud Light people learned a few weeks ago, and they're still trying to recover from it, and experts are now saying, financial experts, they probably will never recover from it. It's that deep. People are that getting that sick and tired of all this nonsense. Panic calls from the corporate office went out to Target stores Friday and over the weekend, telling employees to deal, that's their word, deal with the massive LGBTQ plus displays. Let me tell you what happened, because I've talked about it on this program, and like I said, I, I'm so sick and tired of talking about this, but it's dominating the, the conversation in the nation. As you know, I wrote about it on Monday. Target locations nationwide feature these massive June Pride Month displays. It isn't even June yet, but they were also rolling. Marjorie and I stopped by a Target store the other day. I mean, I rarely go into Targets, if ever. I don't know the last time I had been there before, but we walked in there and it was just, I mean, I've seen a lot. I've been around for a while. I'm over 40. But I was stunned by how much space in that store they'd given to this movement. And all of these tuck, I mean, it was, it was it, it's just beyond description. Well, anyway, I wasn't the only one. There are a lot of people that said, wait a minute. People are, tell, are saying publicly that Target's obviously obviously targeting young children. That pushed customers over the edge. The public pushback has been such that Target corporate offices went into panic mode on Friday night, this past Friday night, and over the weekend. A Target insider contacted Fox News. He was in the meetings, or she, we don't know who it was. Fox isn't saying, nor should they. But this Target insider told Fox News they were there were emergency calls on Friday and that some managers and district senior directors were told to tamp down the pride sections immediately. This person said we were given 36 hours, told to take all of the pride stuff, the entire section, and move it into a section that's a third the size From the front of the store to the back of the store, you can't have anything on mannequins and no large signage, this target person said, and this person was involved in this. We call call our customers guests, 
there is an outrage on their part. This year, it is just exponentially more than any other year, this Target Insider person said. They said, I think given the current situation with Bud Light, the company is terrified of a Bud Light situation. Well, the CEO just eight days ago was just, you know, blowing his own horn. No, no, we're serving a greater cause. And, oh, this contributes to our bottom line. No, it doesn't. It never has. It just doesn't. I know people who work for large companies, and they all say it doesn't contribute to the bottom line. It does promote a cause, the homosexual cause, but it doesn't contribute to the bottom line. The insider who has worked at the retailer for almost uh, Target for almost 20 years said Target rarely makes such hasty decisions. They said Friday's call began with roughly 10 minutes on, quote, how to deal with team member safety because of the amount of backlash the Pride merchandise has generated, noting the Target asset protection and corporate security teams were present on the call. That bothered me. It caught my attention. Clearly, Target is out of touch on a number of things, including that. It isn't the people objecting to pushing perversion at five-year-olds that are burning, looting, breaking things, and hurting people. They should know that, and they do. But they're acting like they're afraid of the conservatives, the Christians, who are offended by this kind of nonsense. People are not going to go in and burn their buildings and steal their stuff. It's the other side that's doing that, and they know it. But they make this show. They always do that. Nancy Pelosi did the same thing over that January 6th thing at Washington, D.C. The call was super quick, this person says. It was 15 minutes. It just, the first 10 minutes, uh, this insider says, was about how to keep your team safe and not having to advocate for Target. In other words, make excuses for Target. The last five of the 15-minute meeting, this phone meeting throughout Target, I guess, the, the, the last five minutes was, quote, move this to the back, take down the mannequins, remove the signage, This insider said, noting that bathing suits have replaced pride merchandise in the front of the store. Just standard men and women swimsuits is what this person is saying. And they've replaced the pride merchandise in the front of the store displays, despite Pride Month not even starting until June 1st. It's all under the guise of trying to increase swim sales, the insider said. Everyone was like, thank God, because we're all on the front lines dealing with this. Fox News said they contacted Target over this, and Target did not respond to their comments and questions. Well, that's not surprising. Fox also noted that many of the most upset customers or guests, as Target calls them, were in the South, but not exclusively. Fox notes that Bethany Mandel, she's a conservative pundit and author, tweeted, Bud Light learned an important lesson about wading into the culture wars recently, but partnering with Dylan Mulvaney, that's that transgender that Bud Light was connected with, is nothing compared to what Target is doing. One of the things that Target is doing, and I mentioned this the other day, and I'll, it bears repeating, I'll mention it again, because uh, I think this is driving a lot of people's angst. I mean, there's a lot of things at work here at all levels. I mean, any parent doesn't want to drag their little five-year-old or 10-year-old or 
15, 16-year-old into Target to buy whatever they need to buy at Target and have them wading through all of this perversion. They just simply don't want to do that. But beyond that, there's another aspect to this, and it's a spiritual aspect. Uh, The major retailer that Target has partnered with is a UK-based brand. It's called Aberellum and uh, Aberellum. And it's they're creating the merchandise that were was up front in all of these Target stores, all however many they have across the nation. The company was already under a microscope for its tuck-friendly swimsuits. And I, again, I, I just don't want to get into what that is. But anyway, the social media users were angered when they discovered this Aberellum's designer, this Eric Carnell. I guess he's well-known in satanic circles. I, I wasn't aware of him till till this whole episode. But I have uh, <clears throat> I've informed myself on this. And Eric Carnell... Uh, uh, Carnell is an outspoken atheist in the UK and in America now among atheist believers or Satanist believers. But he's an outspoken uh, Satanist and he uses the Satanism in his uh, in his designs and and what he features. And uh, he 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 attaches Satanism to uh, messages like Satan respects pronouns. On his brand apparel. I mean, they put it on like some people, some Christian people will put a a verse on a T-shirt or something like that. Well, they go with Satan uh, verses, so to speak, and uh, comments and so on. This apparellum also sells merchandise with aggressive messaging that attacks the critics. Some of the phrases on some of their clothing says heteronormativity is a plague or burn down the system. C-I-S-T-E-M. All of these kinds of things are, are, are featured on their clothing items, and they were front and center in this whole thing at Target. There's another one that says, uh, it shows a picture of a guillotine, and it says, homophobe headrest. <laughs> a guillotine. This Eric Carnell, he's a, tra- a transgender designer. He's behind the brand, and he explained in an Instagram post that Satan represents passion, pride, and liberty, and loves all LGBT plus people, suggesting that Christians don't love them, and that God doesn't love them. Satanists don't actually believe in Satan, he said the other day. He's getting a lot of press out of this. He said he's merely used as a symbol of passion, of pride, and liberty. He means to you what you want him to mean. See, that's part of the of the New Age relativism aspect of so-called progressivism. He means what you want him to be. He's a symbol of passion and pride and liberty. He means to you what you need him to mean. So he said, for me, Satan is hope and compassion and equality and love. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBT people. I went for a, with a, he says, I went with a variation of Baphomet for this design. Baphomet is a deity who themselves is a mixture of genders, beings, ideas, and existence. They reject binary stereotypes and expectations. He said it's perfect. It's a perfect fit. That's what has a lot, have a, has a lot of people upset today, and that's what's going on in our world. This this is not this is not a, a, a war of ideas. It's a spiritual war. It's a spiritual uh, collision 
in the culture. And I think if we stand firm and let our light shine in the darkness and stand for our beliefs and don't waver and speak out when the opportunity calls for it, as people are doing now, I think you're going to see some good things come out of this. It may be rough waters for a while, but I think I think this could be a pivotal turning point. I'm out of time. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.